Welcome to the Real Life Cooking Podcast. I'm Kate Shaw, and this week, let's make some pancakes. But not just any pancakes. These are cornmeal pancakes, and not only are they super easy to make, it's hard to mess them up and end up with gummy half-cooked batter inside, as sometimes happens with regular pancakes. I've made this recipe hundreds of times, and I've never had any trouble with it, not even when I was a new cook. I originally got it from the Good Housekeeping Cookbook, which was the only one my mom owned, except for a cookbook put together by our church, which she illustrated, and I still have it. There are things in the recipe I sometimes question, like why does the water have to be hot? But because it turns out so perfectly every time, I've never tried to tinker with it. Or so I thought. After I wrote that paragraph, I cleaned out the garage for a yard sale, and actually found my mom's battered copy of Good Housekeeping Cookbook. Specifically, it's called The New Good Housekeeping Cookbook, published in 1963. That's how new it is. I found the cornmeal pancake recipe on page 488, called Southern Pancakes, and it turns out I have made small changes to it. The original calls for boiling water, not just hot. It calls for melted shortening, but I've changed that to oil. And it specifies all sorts of fiddly little details I dispensed with immediately, because these are really forgiving pancakes that literally always turn out well. You'll need cornmeal for this recipe as well as all-purpose flour. I love cornmeal and keep it on hand the same way I do flour, in a glass jar with a screw-on lid to keep bugs out. Cornmeal keeps a long time and isn't expensive. You'll also need one mixing bowl and a skillet and a spatula. The mixing bowl doesn't need to be big. A medium-sized one will do. Turn the heat onto medium or just under and add just a tiny dab of oil. While the skillet's heating, measure your dry ingredients into the mixing bowl, then add the wet ingredients. I just use water that's hot from the tap. I don't boil it. Mix everything really well with a big spoon, pressing out any flour lumps and making sure the egg is fully incorporated into the mixture. Batter will be runny. By the time you're done mixing, your skillet should be hot. Use the spatula to spread the oil around if you haven't already. Then push any excess oil to the edges of the skillet. Then use your big spoon and drop a spoonful of batter onto the skillet. In my skillet, I have room for three of these pancakes. They should be small. When I was a kid, we called them silver dollar sized, but I'm not sure kids today have seen silver dollars. Basically, if you're adding more than one big spoonful of batter to a single pancake, you're making them too big. Now let them sit in the skillet without touching them for a few minutes. Watch them because it's really easy to tell when you need to flip them over. See how there are bubbles coming up in the batter and popping? At first, the batter oozes together to mostly hide where the bubbles were. But as the pancake cooks, the bubbles will pop and the batter stays open, showing a little hole. When most of the holes stay open, it's time to flip the pancake. I'll put a picture of this stage in the show notes so you can see what it looks like. So flip the pancakes over. The cooked side should be more or less golden. If you see any blackened or very dark areas, 
You either waited too long to flip them, or your skillet is too hot. I usually have to adjust my skillet to medium-low after it heats up initially. You only need to cook the pancakes for a matter of 20 to 30 seconds max on the second side. Then take them out and put them on a plate. I usually put a paper towel on the plate first because the pancakes release moisture as they cool and the plate gets sweaty. I also usually throw out the first batch of pancakes because inevitably I've added too much oil to the skillet and they turn out oily. You shouldn't need to add any oil after that first little drizzle. If the pancakes start to stick, you might need to add a drop, but more likely you just need to turn the heat down a tick more. I do use the spatula to move some of the excess oil that I pushed to the edges of the skillet earlier into the middle every few batches. Every time you go to drop more batter onto the skillet, make sure to give it a quick stir with your spoon first. Cornmeal is heavy and will start to sink to the bottom. This recipe doesn't look like it will make very many pancakes, but you will end up with so many little pancakes. They're much lighter than regular pancakes because of the cornmeal, with a pleasant texture. Sometimes regular flour pancakes feel heavy and spongy, but these never do. Serve with any pancake topping you like, such as butter, syrup, and fruit. Sausage, bacon, or fried ham goes well with pancakes, just because pork products taste good with syrup. I had some leftover sugared strawberries in the fridge when I made these, so I tossed them on as a topping, which is just delicious, since the cold, slightly tart strawberries contrast perfectly with the hot pancakes and the sweetness of the syrup. You can wrap up any leftovers and put them in the fridge, but they're not all that great the next day, even if you heat them up. Or maybe that's just me. See what you think, or avoid the issue by inviting some hungry friends over for breakfast so you don't have any leftovers. Thanks for listening. You can find Real Life Cooking Podcasts at reallifecooking.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without any E's. Now, get out there and enjoy your food.